Hello, welcome to Spotlight, illuminating the darkest of artistic corners. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we enjoy a walk around the wonderful Loom Gallery in Laxey. Hear about the Isle of Man's great success at the Noda Awards this year. And enjoy what might be the last poem from the current Manx Youth Bard. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Yeah, this programme, it's there for you. Whether it's poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, writing a book, whatever, get in touch. Spotlight at manxradio.com or if you prefer, just straight to me, Howard Kane at manxradio.com. Without further ado, we're off up north. Or is it down north? I can never remember. To the little gem, which is the Loom Gallery nestling within the Laxey Woollen Mills in, you've guessed it, Laxey. I've been promising this little talk for a couple of weeks, so I'd better get on with it. We enjoyed the splendid Insectomania exhibition there a few weeks back. And whilst we were there, Julia Ashby Smythe told me more about the gallery itself. The owners of the mill decided to create this space on the first floor which used to be the loomery where all the big looms lived they decided to create a space specifically for manx artists to display their work that was the their remit and that's what they did and so it's that's what we try and do create a space for people to show their work so we have the exhibition space and we have the gallery shop area which people can bring one put one piece in or a couple of pieces and we just we can rotate it if it doesn't work or uh, or doesn't sell and we, everything from a 10 pound keyring to a 3000 pound sculpture we've got in the shop and people can take that work away immediately so we do have a lot of visitors and people coming up for birthday presents and christmas presents and they can take that away immediately whereas in the exhibition you generally tend to keep the exhibition as a a complete thing until the end so it gives opportunity for more artists to be able to show and prints and originals and sculptures and jewelry and everything in between and how long i'm trying to think how long has it been in existence now roughly um i think it was about 2011. Um, I wasn't here right at the start mm-hmm. of it, but I came in not too long into it. And so it's such a fabulous space. It moulds itself into whatever comes, whether that be full on abstract or whether it be insects or whether it be landscapes or whatever it is, the gallery just seems to go, oh, yeah, like this. Yeah. I think being elevated and the river noise and it's gentle and we've got a car park and... It's easy. Yes, and I think you're right. It's sort of it, the area is exactly right. It's nice and relaxed, also steeped in history. And you've got the old loom and such sort of like. There's sort of feel, there's a, a sort of semi-organic feeling to the whole thing, isn't there? There is the the enormous 1918 loom is part of the history of the mill, and indeed the gallery was named after it because it is in itself an art piece. It is there's only two left in the world that we know are 
an existence in their entirety and we have one of them so it's it's a display of engineering and it's beautiful i wouldn't want it to go i love it so it's but it's part of the history yes this room used to be full of looms yeah and i think you can always sense that when a building has been sort of repurposed you have a a real sense of its history and particularly down here in old laxey like i say it's, it's absolutely steeped in old history with the loom and the weaving and the mining and such like and just the sense of the communities that had been here so when it comes to the actual exhibitions end, I mean, how does that work? Do you sort of curate them yourselves or how does it, come, how does it work out when it comes to actually the works which are shown here? Um, generally, artists drop their work off and I put it up. Um, mostly that's the way it seems to work. If an artist wants to put their own work in an ex uh, put it on the walls and display it in a certain way, that's fine too. But generally, it's left to me. They generally quite happy doing that <laughs> i'm too much of a control freak i couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> and then lighting's so important and again obviously we have natural light coming in as well but we've got these roof lights and the spots on the bars around yeah we've got um in the day it's very interesting how the light moves around the f across through the windows so you get gorgeous shadows coming in through the day and then in as we're going dark we've got all the lights in the windows so you've it works on different levels and different atmospheres um, so sometimes pieces especially sculpture can get different lights and different feels through the day really change the character of the piece which is interesting it's not static and with the spots of course you get some fabulous shadows at the moment we've got the spiders crawling up the wall and the giant wasp and the spider's web and the the, just the shadows are great with the spots but yeah you, you need to have good lighting to be able to show the, what people have created they've spent all that time so it's only proper that you give it its proper light and its proper space absolutely and, and do you think you get I mean do you get a nice mixed clientele because sometimes I suppose galleries can have a, a perhaps a slightly elitist feel about them and people if they're not artistic themselves or feel they don't know about art that they feel out of place if they go to a gallery you i've been in galleries like that and that's what we didn't want to create here we wanted to create a space and ma maintain a space that is inviting for artists and people themselves so they don't feel like they're being either watched or that they've got to say something really profound because artists you like it or you don't mm. that's all you need to know about it and here with having the central little island, it gives people a little place where they can hide from anybody else and they can talk about the art without feeling like they're under the spotlight. So generally, I think people like coming in and wandering around and we get visitors coming in and groups of children coming in. Everybody seems to enjoy it. And free to enter? Oh, yes. Yeah, we don't charge anybody coming in. That's art should be looked at and enjoyed quite right yes. quite right and what, what about the opening times if people want perhaps because again you sometimes mention the galleries to people and they say oh, i've never been there yeah we're the best kept secret on the island <laughs> um we're uh, tuesday to saturday 10 till 5 that's our opening hours and if the mills open downstairs the sh mill shop we're open up here how far ahead do you plan with the uh, forthcoming exhibitions Generally, we're about a year ahead. Um, 
the next exhibition after this, because we always have a little break for cleaning in February and titivating and all that palaver. Um, the next exhibition is the competition entries, because every year we hold a, a themed competition. Right. And this year's theme is the word free, as in free as a bird. Mm -hmm. um, I want to break free. Uh, I'm free. And the work can be literally or laterally connected to that theme. Um, so every year we have a different word and you can enter up to two pieces in any medium whatsoever, as long as we can fit it in the gallery and it won't <laughs> rot whilst it's here. Um, uh, and so that will be, handing in for that will be from the 25th of February until the 4th of March. But you can find all the details for that on the Hodgson Loom Gallery Facebook page. Terrific. And that's open to anyone? Absolutely anybody. We normally have about 170 entries from a whole range. The youngest has been two and the oldest has been 97. <laughs> that, that is a good range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's all from photographs to textiles to um, silver to, to slate to wood, watercolour, pencil, you name it we've displayed it in some of the competitions and say anything works as long as you can link it to the theme somehow yeah that's great well listen thanks very much for talking to us today spending the time to show us around and talk about the gallery i'm gonna have a quick peek around the rest of the exhibition for a moment now and uh, yes so if you haven't been down as Julia says, best get secret on the island. And it is wonderful. You just need to go in, pop up, and uh, it, it's a whole little world up here which you can uh, happily lose yourself in for an hour or so. And uh, who knows, maybe take something away with you as well if you're artistically inclined uh, to brighten your home or your life. Uh, so, yeah, get down and check it out. These galleries on the Isle of Man need people to come into them, otherwise they won't exist. So get down and check them out. It really is a wonderful little space, quirky, charming, always something of interest. If you've never been, get yourself down there. Oh, and don't forget that art competition. We'll probably have more on that in a week or two. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. We've been enjoying the terrific poetry of Manx youth bard Eva Petrova over the last 12 months or so. And what a talent she is. However, all good things as they say, and in the next week or two, Eva's successor will be crowned as Youth Bard for the Island, so this will probably be Eva's last poem for a time, at least until she's senior bard, or maybe poet laureate, who knows. As usual, we'll leave Eva to introduce the poem herself. Good evening. Back on the radio with rather a long poem, reflecting the atmosphere surrounding the Year 11 mock examinations which took place shortly after Christmas. It flows in free verse without any rhyme and isn't quite so organised as some of my other work. However, symbolically, the lengthy, disorganised approach perfectly represents the climate of assessments. Also included is a special word of my own making, stressure. This means stress and pressure combined. Enjoy. Mechanical brain. Running like a laptop on low battery. Automated. Dysfunctional. Autopilot. 
drained from existing, I pile on information into files in my brain, barely distinguishing my memories from my presence, from my studies. I dream not of the future. Equations steal my sleep. Numbers become letters, forming voices to myself, to study, to revise, and to learn. For a flashy report that says I survived but barely, I managed to keep sane, though the filter between life and study ever slims. It's now life studies, where the work goes into one of those folders of your life that will one day be reviewed. Revise until the world's finite end, but the eternal hours aren't enough. Arched over a desk facing an electronic screen, humpback posture, stiff neck, sore pine, writing hand aching from page pages and essays of notes, of which I only memorised what I posted on Insta in my five-minute rest. Good luck if that's on the test. All these symptoms of stressure can't seem to resist me. Worse than any virus, they crack every joint, numbing the hands that can no longer create in the spare time that's only imaginary. Wake up earlier than usual to cram an extra 15 minutes. When food is tasteless and appearance doesn't matter, show up at a shovel disaster, but surely you won't be alone. Surely other students also rush and shush and crush more work five minutes before the exam, at which point it's too late to kiss goodbye to the notes and to tear away from flashcards and doubly recheck everything. No phones and devices, no paper, no watches, a calculator, no cover, empty pockets, clear water bottle, and enough insulation to stop shivering. Plenty to last through the hibernation where we sheltered before now. And an old photo mocks you from the desk. Look at you when you had no cares. Where the wrinkles of stretcher didn't paint your perfect baby face. And where a teenage relationship was the only competitive race. And how you'd love to go back. But the stern paper stares you down, daring you to turn 180 degrees around. Before an invigilator shouts, begin. The first questions are a whiz, then gradually, more scribbles collect at the corner of pages, questions you missed to return to, to answer with a guess at best. Working down, put up a shield from all the squeaks of black ink on paper, the odd cough or sneeze or the ping of dropped equipment, working down to the final five minutes, shaking head to foot in cold sweats, feverish glances at the wall clock, whilst others twiddle their thumbs and had been doing so for the last hour, in boredom of anticipation, tapping a rhythm on the chair leg. Beats. 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 Finally. Freedom. The deathly silent prison seat is abandoned in the exam room and the chains that bound you to dark matter in the paper are shattered temporarily until the next 28 or so exams. And when it's done and dusted, there's relief. To an extent. Questions will haunt, taunt you with the right answer for every living, breathing moment, where a few mere minutes after, 
the photographic image floats to mind of exactly the right piece of information you were trying to find a second earlier. Where during the manic panic that one formula you reviewed becomes unfathomable in the scratches of your undecipherable handwriting imprinted in the mind's eye. And all the knowledge from now is forgotten straight after exams, labelled in storage in the attic, so when a future child asks a simple key stage three school question, the memory cells are long gone, and digging up ancient runes of your revision notes is torture. Wonderful stuff, as ever from Eva. Stresher. Might catch on, who knows. Thanks very much to her for all of the great poetry over the last 12 months. Of course, we know the Art of Man is an amazing centre of artistic talent in all sorts of genres, none more so than musical theatre, as witnessed at this year's Noda Awards. Committee member for Centre Stage Productions, Kelly Firth, was there at the awards ceremony, and she dropped by to tell me more, starting off by saying, well, what does Noda stand for? Um, So it stands for National Operatic and Dramatic Association, um, and they're just the national body representing amateur theatre. Um, so any amateur theatre society can become a member of NODA. I think there's around probably 2,000 societies and oh, members of NODA. Yeah. So quite a lot. Um, they just give a voice to the amateur theatre sector of the UK. Um, they can give you advice on your show. Um, it just helps you be part of a theatre community and then they win the awards annually. And it is this award ceremony we're talking about here, which you've just been across to, I think, all dressed up. Yes, yeah, so we just had the District 2 Awards. Um, and when you win out of the District 2 Awards, you go forth into the Northwest region, which is our region, regional awards. Doesn't go any further than that. There's no world awards, sadly. <laughs> Give it time. Give it yeah. time. We'll get there. And a, a fair amount of success, judging by the list I've got in front of me here on this, which seems very impressive. The Isle of Man, it would seem, as is often the case, punching well above its weight. Yeah, because of the pandemic, any shows that took place from 2021 to 2022 were judged together, which is why there were four shows nominated for the Isle of Man in total. Two from Douglas Coral Union, which was Shrek the Musical and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Annie and Grease from Centre Stage Productions. So in total, <laughs> Centre Stage Productions were nominated in 13 categories um, and Douglas Coral Union were nominated in 12. And altogether, we took home five awards. Wow. Which is very impressive, you think, for, for the size of the Isle of Man. We know the quality of shows that goes on here, but it's, it's great to be recognised in a bigger stage, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, There's a lot of people there. It's only when you get to the actual awards, and that was just the District 2 awards, when you see how many people are there. And then from then in April, we will probably go to the regional awards Mm -hmm. with the the five things that we won with. Um, It's so many theatre societies across the UK. And in the UK, they probably see more of each other because they might go and watch each other's shows and be involved more. But we're slightly more isolated on the Isle of Man, so it's kind of eye-opening to go and see how many people are there. So to be nominated for anything is incredibly flattering. Um, so to win anything is brilliant. That's terrific. So the f- five awards we took home with all these nominations, I think being nominated is just brilliant. And the five awards, so can we uh, tell people what the five awards actually were? Yes, yeah, so Centre Stage Productions, um, their production of Greece, uh, Jordan McCormack won Best Supporting Female in a Musical for Rizzo, and Casey Crane won Best Supporting Male in a Musical for Knicky. And then Douglas Cole Union, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was on last year in February, won... Best Musical Director for Liz Dixon and Steve Dakin. Best Staging, and I won the Best Programme Award. <laughs> Yay. So this is what we should say here. So not only, I mean, you, you're involved with a lot of these productions on stage, 
But also, yeah, the sort of second string to your bow, you do all this, what, the design, the put together of all the programme? Yeah, so I, I was in um, Shrek, Hunchback and Annie, and then I did the programme for all of the four <laughs> shows that were nominated. So that was quite nice. So of the nominations in the um, programme category, two of them were me, which was very flattering and very humbling. <laughs> it was very nice. That's true. This sounds like almost like another full-time job. <laughs> it is a bit. It takes up most of my lunch breaks. It takes up most of my evenings, but it's good fun. And I like the people involved. So. And how did you actually get into, into theatre yourself or into musical theatre such as this? Um... I always kind of had an interest in theatre, but when I was younger, I was way too shy to get involved. And I wasn't aware of drama clubs and theatre societies and stuff on the Isle of Man. I would go and watch a show at the Gaiety and just assume it was a professional company. Um, And I think it was Phantom of the Opera with Taylorian Productions in 2015, maybe? Mm, Better hand Um, That I went to watch and thought, this is amazing. And they said, yeah, and they're all local people. And I thought, what? Um, so then I, I investigated and auditioned for the next show and got in, which was brilliant. And then I think I've been doing a show ever since. <laughs> I've never really I was going to say hardly ever not doing a show these no, days. No, tend think. to be rehearsing two at once, which is a bit of a nightmare. But that takes up all of your time. So what are you involved in at the moment? At the moment, not currently rehearsing for anything, but in April I will be involved in the Full Monty with Two Feathers Productions, which is a new company. Oh, that'd be fun! Yeah, at the Gaiety. Yes. Yeah, is that a musical or is that a substage play? It is the musical version. All right, that'd be fun. So, and who are you playing in that? Or can't you say? Just ensemble. In the ensemble. Well, that'd be terrific to, to But I've done for. the artwork and for that. I was, gonna, that, I was, just, that, that was, I was just about to say, have you done, are you doing the artwork yeah, for that, that as well? Yeah, that was an programs? experience. Yeah. And, is, um, and this side of you, both then, so from the from the art and design side, is this something you actually do professionally or is this something, again, which is just a passion and a hobby and something you're very good at in your own time? Um, I would I would say a hobby. I, I, would, I technically would be self-employed freelance, but... I don't have the time of the day to do it full time and I prefer it just as a hobby. I enjoy theatre. I like making the artwork for it. So more of a hobby, I would say. That's terrific. Well, very many congratulations and congratulations to all the other people who've gone in there as well. And uh, it's, as you hinted out there, really the the, the quality of the performances that we get at the uh, theatre now on the Manx stage by local societies such as those who are nominated and such as those uh, who have been awarded this year, it's, I sometimes think we take it for granted just how good it is. Definitely. Yeah, amazing. So many congratulations. Uh, no doubt you'll be going on to greater things. Yeah, so the the five categories we're all nominated in um, will hopefully go at the end of April. Um, should I say what shows yeah, those two are doing next? So Centre Stage Productions are putting on Elf, the musical, at the end of November. And Douglas Corwell Union are currently in the theatre for Young Frankenstein, which opens this Friday, I believe. It does, yeah. It opens very shortly. And going forward then, is there anything, because most people, once they get into theatre or musical theatre, usually have something they'd really, really like to do. Have you got a sort of a, a dream show or a dream part that you'd like to do? So many. I've been lucky enough to be involved in some of my dream shows. Hunchback was one of my dream shows, so to just be any small part of that was amazing. Um that, that was one of my favourite shows to do. Don't really know what else I'd like to do. <laughs> Loads. Loads. We look forward to it. See the finest girl in France Make an entrance to entrance Dance my Esmeralda Dance! Oh my gosh! It's hideous! Is that a mask? It's his face! Who is that? It must be the hunchback! From the bell tower! Oh, she falls tight! No wonder he keeps it hidden! Where's my place of Well done to all of the winners. It's so true that the amount of 
artistic talent on the Isle of Man far outweighs the number of people who actually live here. There's a thought for you. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast. Listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst building a house of cards on your bureau? See you next week. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.